you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And Mark. And uh, you can, again, join us at freetalklive.com. The phone line's 800-259-9231. We're going to get right into your phone calls here. And I want to welcome anybody that is a brand-new listener to the show here tonight, whether you're listening live or you're listening uh, via archives later on. We had a, a tremendous explosion in attention today. Or not specifically Free Talk Live, but more Meg, who is uh, sometimes the co-host on this program. Uh, occasionally she'll fill in when somebody isn't able to uh, to come in for us, and she's cool like that, and she's a great, uh, great young lady, and she's a super activist and somebody who made the move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project from her home state of Oregon, uh, I think about three years ago. So she's one of the early movers of the Free State Project, and right now, as we speak, she is the number two hottest topic on the entire internet, according to Alexa.com. Hotter than Lady Gaga? Well, she was number three, and Lady Gaga was number two, but she has, at this point, surpassed Lady Gaga for <laughs> the number two position. Number one is Linda Carter, who apparently was the old Wonder Woman. I'm not sure, you know, what... I guess there's some controversy going on with Wonder Woman in the entertainment press, but uh, right now... that show. Right now, our very own Meg McLean, the number two hottest topic... On the internet, and indeed, uh, we've got somebody on the line that wants to talk about her. Uh, Dave is on the line in the People's Republic of Somewhere. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ryder and Mark. Evening, gentlemen. Meg made the Big 89 WLSAM Chicago today. Really? What, during the newscast? No, she was number four on the top five at five. And and what is that, like the five hottest news stories of the day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Now, did they say did they say anything specific about her? Um, did they did mention no. where to find her interview or something like that? No, they played part of your show. Oh wow, that's fantastic! As a matter of fact, they played enough of it to where uh, Roger Ebert's partner, who was a co-host on the show, um, yeah, Richard Roper, made, yeah, he made a joke about uh, what's worse than a hurricane. I don't know what's worse uh, than a hurricane. That, well, I don't know. A titty twister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Ian. <laughs> you know, I know the answer and don't want to say anything. And <laughs> well, there's a little know. bit of misinformation that is uh, kind of surrounding the story, and it had to do with the way the interview went last night. It wasn't quite clear in the beginning of the interview that Meg did not have her breasts twisted. Uh, it sounded like she did, but actually, the point, point of fact, as we discovered later in the interview, she was concerned that her breasts would be twisted, so that was why she was asking questions. One of the reasons why she was asking questions prior to them getting to the point of doing the pat-down uh, uh, she said she was going to submit to the pat-down. She just wanted to have some questions answered first. And she had heard about other people having their breasts twisted. It, it, it actually did not happen to Meg, uh, but it was being reported that way in some, some news sources today. It's understandable why they would have made uh, that particular mistake. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Mark, we've got to put you on assignment now. You need to get your show put on WLS. <laughs> hey man give them a call and let them know how you feel uh, good luck it's it's pretty tough to break into the major markets but it could yeah. happen i already sent them off an email before i called you guys Great thank news, you dave you now know, i guess we know what people's republic you're calling from because you've always been calling from the uh, the people's republic of somewhere but well, oh yeah that's the great lakes area you know that signal will 
jump four, five, six hundred miles sometimes. That's true. It is that, that, that thing will that thing will cover fourteen states. Uh, WLS is go. one of the original Clear Channel uh, stations. I don't mean owned by the company Clear Channel. I mean it is on a Clear Channel broadcasting a fifty thousand uh, rock and watts on the AM dial. It, it'll go a long, long way. You can pick it up here at night sometimes. Oh yeah, I've been listening to that station since I was a little boy. Matter of fact, um, I'm so old that. I went to my grandma's one time in Chicago, and she gave me one of those uh, Quaker Oats containers and a little kit that she ordered from some mail-order deal. And my first radio that I made, the first station I got to was WLS. So anything else you want to share with us tonight, Dave? Um, Well, there is one thing I did want to comment about her call um, the other night. She did mention that they treated me like an insane person. Right, and because you must be insane you know, to not submit to the demands of the arbitrary authorities uh, calling themselves the state. Right, and I was saying that I it, it seemed a little foolish that she would do that without backup, but apparently she got on the show, so it all worked out. But the thing is, you guys know down in Florida, they can hold you for two, three days, I think, if they claim that you're insane. Oh, right, the Baker Act. The Baker Act, yeah. yeah. Well, stories have, yeah. Come, stories have come out of people dying in TSA, um custody is that correct yeah yeah it's, it's pretty it's, rare but sure. i mean it's something scary to do to go in there alone when no yeah, one knows where you are she's very fortunate to have been escorted out of the airport rather than deeper into the catacombs so to speak yeah so she played it pretty well and i just want to say i i mentioned the other night i thought she was smart and this proves my point she is pretty smart well <laughs> she's supposed to yes yeah, she is a very clever girl and very talented as well and thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 i suggested to her uh, via her facebook page that now might be a good time to uh, promote that tattoo op- auction she's she was going to do because she did a tattoo auction a couple of months ago on freekeen.com got a couple hundred bucks i think it was the folks from the silver circle movie that actually won that auction and uh, now that she's the hottest one of the hottest topics on the internet uh, be a good time to uh, do another tattoo auction because probably get a few more. I'd bucks. like to see her make money in some other fashion and selling little bits of her body. I would well, sort of agree with Mark, but people have gotten thousands of dollars for selling parts of their body. If it's worth it to her for thousands and thousands of dollars, then... if there's a if there's a reserve on the auction, I mean, I, I, I it's fine by me. But uh, she was willing to sell the other one for a few hundred right, bucks. But now that she went cheap, <laughs> now that she's incredibly popular, Mark, it might go a little differently, don't it, you think? It could. I mean, you're just hanging. Uh, if there's a reserve on the auction, is my uh, caveat. Well, nonetheless, she's an incredibly talented graphic designer as indeed, well, and so if, if folks want to hire her to do graphics uh, work, they certainly can do would that. argue with that statement. Uh, and she's dropped to number three on the Alexa chart, so it looks like the 15 minutes Lady of fame Gaga is stiff competition. might be fading. <laughs> Actually, someone named Yadia De Laurentiis, that is number two right now. Yeah, well, the internet's is. a fickle beast. Yeah. But anyway, thanks to uh, thanks to Meg uh, for you know blowing up big. I mean, the news media around the country is covering this today, and it's really quite the silver lining for what happened to her on Monday. I mean, it was a harrowing experience for her being harassed by these TSA agents surrounded. In case you haven't heard the story, it's I believe still linked at the top of the Drudge Report right now. Uh, it was George Donnelly actually, thanks to him too from WeWon'tFly.com. Uh, George Donnelly, yep, right there at the top of DrudgeReport.com, the second link from the top. It's been there all day long. Uh, George Donnelly from WeWon'tFly.com took our 15-minute or so interview with Meg from Monday night, put that on his personal YouTube channel. Yep. 
then and anybody somebody... can do this. Anybody can clip a piece of Free Talk Live and, oh, yeah. and make it into YouTube stuff. It's been done many times. Uh, you they, don't need our permission. They get a lot. They get they get a lot of uh, you know. If it, there's anything that we explain well and it's con- convincing to you, clip it, put it on YouTube, promote it to your friends on Facebook. Yeah. Thank goodness George did this. And imagine if more people did more of this. Really, obviously it's... this was a big big one, but I... it's a great example yeah. of crowdsourcing, right? Because I never would have thought to take the time to go and, and you know clip out that little. We don't have the time for all this stuff. Oh, no, right. But George was inspired. He thought this was a great story. It tied in well with his WeWon'tFly.com yeah. website, which, by the way, he told me WeWon'tFly.com today as a result of, I believe, just having a link. Maybe we mentioned it during the interview, but I know he put a link to WeWon'tFly.com on the, sh- the description of the YouTube video that mm-hmm. he put up with Meg. He got, he said 50, and this was earlier this afternoon when he told me this, 50,000 hits since midnight on his website. This brand Incredible. new website, WeWon'tFly.com, it just went up on, I think, Monday. Incredible. So great incredible. way to kick off a brand new website is get it mentioned on Drudge right at the top of the page. It hasn't yeah. moved down the page all day long. It's been sitting right there. And, uh, and, and as a result, I sent out an email. Everybody to, wants to see the uh, pretty girl that got groped. She it does help that she's a pretty, uh, pretty well, young th- lady. This really does. Uh, this just shows why the, uh, the 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 cable news channels do what they do. I mean, with the uh, there, there was the story we did. We covered this a, a few years ago. It's been several years now. The uh, the, the hot girl that went missing in like the Bahamas, Natalie or Holloway like. in Aruba. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. And at the same time, there were two male models that went missing in Toronto. You never heard, you don't know their names, oh, of do course you? not. Of no, course <laughs> those Billy guys, and Vanilli. two two male models go missing in Toronto, but one hot blonde chick goes missing, and yeah. and, and, and it's it's huge news. And we'll come back with more. Know. Your thoughts are welcome at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. So you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. If anything you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Certainly has been a TSA heavy week this week as far as people's stories. In fact, I've got another one um, from somebody who is here in New Hampshire, a, a Free Talk Live. I believe she's a Free Talk Live listener. I know she is a, a Free State Project participant and uh, about her experience with the TSA and with the new inv- more invasive pat-downs. Uh, so we'll make sure that with you. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, maybe you missed the full show from Monday night. Maybe you're tuning in tonight, or uh, maybe you found out about us because you saw or you heard the interview of Meg McLean, one of our co-hosts, on uh, the, the Drudge Report. Maybe you linked over to George Donnelly's video and you saw that 15-minute clip. You want to hear the full show. There was a three-hour show there that uh, that you missed. You can just click back into the archives. Well, it's at, three hours when we do it. It's two hours and it's put on the uh, um, podcast. Uh, you just click back into the archives there at freetalklive.com. In fact, you'll notice some new features have been launched along with the archives. There's some new 
sharing options that have been integrated in our little web web guys have been busy uh, behind the scenes implementing new features and they've been I think launched publicly at this point today so you can see those at freetalklive.com and if you click into the archive section you can go all the way back to late 2006 uh, and download as much of it as you want and as Mark was suggesting earlier share it as far and as wide as you want don't ask permission just do it yes please don't bother asking us for permission we're always going to say yes right. I know it's respectful thank you very much but you know we got stuff to do, and we always say yes. Use us and abuse us. Freetalklive.com. It's, and those are the archives that they're available at. Now, archives are brought to you by HostGator. It's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. We've created that portal for you to get your first month completely free by using it. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're going to continue taking your phone calls here about what you want. Richard is in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, the other night you guys were talking about the TSA and the body scanners and uh, what was it, like 900 and some that they're getting all over the country. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't anyway, know. at every airport, they plan to uh, implement these yeah. at every airport. Yeah. When and, and somebody had raised the question of you know why or, or, or who who profits and and if, if you do a, a Google search for body scanner Michael Chertoff, if you remember who he is, he's tied to the to the manufacturer, and uh-huh. that's probably a good a good a good thing you know a a good indicator of why they're getting so many of them. I would say you are correct about that. It, it is not a surprise. Seems to like me. a safe bet. I mean, it's all it, it all seems to be about cronyism there in Washington D.C. Absolutely, you reward sure. your friends and punish your enemies, and you use other people's money to do it. So I just wanted to let everybody know who. Uh, I mean, I saw it on Lou Rockwell uh, a while back, and and then yeah, you know, I, when I heard that, I went back and I found you know I found other links to it. And anyway, I just wanted to call in, and for the people who haven't heard, I don't want them to know. So that's all. All right, man. Thanks for the heads up on that. I appreciate your call tonight. 800-259-9231. All the way down to Queensland. And Jeremy in Australia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. I was going to say I was calling from the People's Republic of Australia, but just looked up the Heritage Foundation's uh, list of economic freedoms. And apparently the U.S. was number eight for 2010, and Australia was number three, just behind Hong Kong and Singapore. Wow. So there you go, Australia, um, you know, a pl- and w- yet another place that I would consider to be wow, one of those soci- socialist bastions. <laughs> Turns out they're more economically free than the United States. And this is what we get told. And that's this according is what I was to raised. Organization. I was raised, this is the freest country in the world. God bless America. And all that other stuff. And it's just not true, people. And that's The politicians lie to you. And, you know, you put your hand over your heart. You, you pick up a gun. You fight in the military. This is what they tell you you're supposed to do. And, oh, my God. You believe them. You you know the politicians are lying on everything else, but in this in this instance, people believe them. Well, Mark, look at the source too. The Heritage Foundation. It's a conservative a organization, American-based conservative organization. So you'd think they have an earthquake there in Australia. <laughs> What's that? What was that? Are you having Mark? an earthquake there in Australia? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> He's just breathing into the phone anyways. very hard. <laughs> Go sorry ahead, sir. The um, Australia has socialized medicine, but they are uh, the only place that I know of that has both socialized and private options. Um, other than that, I don't know how it's more socialized than America, um, but uh, we have 
Well, I thought the taxes were about the same, but obviously the U.S. has to support it, the largest police force in the world, the U.S. military. So. Yeah, there is that. I don't. I don't imagine the Australian military is even a you know a sixth the size of the U.S. No, but anyway, I was I was actually calling I, my wife and I here in Australia. We are Free State Project members because I am American, so it's she can get citizenship or permanent residency or whatever. So it's easy for her to move over there. Hmm, but okay, for great. other Australians, it's not. So I wanted to start up a Free Oz project, um, and the, it's just. I haven't thought of anything of it yet other than that I want to start one. So on freeozradio.com, I've just put a little thread about it, and um, people can go over there, just start the discussion on it. Also, we're on live on the Liberty Radio Network on uh, Friday night in America, but that doesn't matter. It's over here in Australia. It's on at um, 1 o'clock p.m. Queensland time, which is 2 o'clock. Yeah, and that's at lrn.fm. Now, what about starting the, the Marion Aussie project? I mean, that way we can bring some more uh, Australians here. What is Marion Aussie? What? Get married to them and bring them over here and make them a citizen. That's fantastic. Well, I think that's one of the things that would be cool to have happen over here is to bring some of the people that want to come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project over and then get them hooked up with with these poor, lonely, uh, libertarian guys. (laughs) You know, I have some questions about... I agree. agree. It would actually be um, best to get everyone in the world uh, as liberty-oriented in one place, but we would also like to see liberty in this landmass. Sure, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you would. Good luck. Um, Now, (laughs) I guess I have some questions about. uh, I've heard of the the Free State Europe and um, these kind of kinds of things. And uh, you know, uh, the United States was was based the the way it sort of came about were 13 different countries, republics that got together and decided that they would be one. uh, You know, confederacy. I think is the term or, or federation or something like that. And so they drew up some papers and got together. So states have specific rights here. What do, uh, are they called provinces? Are they called states? I don't even know in Australia. No, there's states in Australia. Um, I don't know. They're just sort of, uh, they're state governments, but I think it's more like, you know, you've got a county and then a city, and then I think it goes more like America actually is now, not the way that it was meant to be. Right. Where there's the federal government over the states, and then the states over the cities, and then the city, blah, blah, blah. But um, Australia was actually started as a penal colony once England wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to send their convicts over to America anymore. It was basically like so a, a large a version of anti-government. There's a strong anti-government um, sentiment already because it was started by prisoners. Were sent here, right? Because they stole a loaf of bread or something in England, and so they got shipped to the other side of the world. Yeah, Australia is like the real-life version of Escape from New York, where in Escape from New York, they actually are putting all the the criminals into the same physical location, and that's exactly what they did down there. Jeremy, good luck with the project. They were doing Uh, it in America first. It's going to take a lot of promotion and a lot of effort, because the European uh, Free State Project is pretty much just you know dying on the vine. It doesn't look like there's been much activity over there on their website, and I I wish you the best of luck. See you here uh, sooner rather than later, hopefully, and thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. The EuropeanFreeState.net hasn't been updated since 2006. So, not going too well there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You'll find all kinds of stuff there, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over there, bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Uh, Calling all writers interested in journalism and passionate about liberty. The IHS Journalism Internship Program places aspiring journalists in media. Participation, uh, uh, excuse me, participants work in real jobs and learn core required reporting skills. Former interns have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Placements available in print broadcast new media and investigative journalism they include a stipend housing alliance ment- uh, housing assistance mentoring all majors are encouraged to apply recent graduates graduates and graduate students libertarianinternships.com it's libertarianinternships.com and joining you in the studio tonight it is ian and Ryder and Mark. All right, so we're going to continue here. Of course, we will take your phone calls about whatever you want. The uh, Meg McLean story still blowing up across the internet. Uh, just incredibly popular story with our very own uh, lovely Meg, who, in, in fact, if you Google her name, uh, her about page on Free Keen uh, actually shows up as the the first selection. People contacting uh, me and Meg to try to get her on board with an interview on their radio shows, and uh, it's just one of the most popular morning shows in the country. Just sent me an email a moment ago. Mm-hmm. So this is incredible publicity. And, yeah, it's going big. And, and hopefully it'll result in... I'm, I'm hoping that Meg, when she's talking to all these folks, mentions the Free State Project and now, if you're sick and tired of all of this, you know, big government nonsense, this intrusion into your life, that maybe we should get together, those of us who care about freedom here in New Hampshire. It can be hard to keep your head about you uh, during these things. Sure. Yeah, this is big and it's really exciting, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily um, surprising. When you hang out with people like I hang out with and you hang out with people who are dead set on changing the world no matter what and will stand up for their principles no matter what, it's not surprising um, that it that this breaks national news once in a while. We've had... Uh, Meg's not the first one to make national news. And no, but this has to be the biggest. I mean, this is it may huge. be one of the biggest, and it's exciting. As far as uh, New Hampshire-based activist news hitting worldwide, this is pretty incredible. So, again, thanks to George Donnelly at WeWon'tFly.com for taking the time to clip that interview out and put it on YouTube. Had he not done that, this would not be happening. Yeah, it'd today. be nothing. So it's all thanks to him. That's a great website, WeWon'tFly.com. 800-259-9231. Hey, since we're on the topic, let's tell another story. Chris Lopez is, I don't know if she's a Free State Project participant or if she was already here. I see her around at the events, the, yeah, uh, the Free, Free State events. Uh, nice lady. She apparently was in Milwaukee recently and noticed the full body scanner ahead. This from her Facebook profile. As I'm showing my ID and ticket to the first TSA officer, I tell him, I'm not going through that thing. Now, this is before I even take off my shoes and hand over my purse. He acts like it's no big deal and tells me to just let them know up ahead. 
So now I've handed over my personal belongings, and before I go through the metal detector, I tell the guy, I'm not going through that body scanner thing. Now this guy is a little annoyed and tells me to just hold on and wait to see if I'm going to be called over. I'm so annoying, right? She says. So of course they call me over, but not Seth. Uh, that's, I think, her boyfriend. Yeah. Now a lady Significant talks... other of some sort. Yeah, now a lady talks to her shoulder. I didn't get the loud opt-out, which is what we've heard from a lot of people yeah. that have said that they've, they've gone through this. When they say they don't want to take the body scanner, uh, they, the guards start shouting or the TSA folks start shouting, opt-out! Opt so that didn't happen to, uh, to Chris. She says, a different lady comes over and lend, uh, leads me to a chair past the security points. Seth is taking care of my stuff and watching from a distance. This woman, uh, I wish I had their names, had her supervisor, a male, watch as this was her first time with the new pat-down. He assured me that he would turn away as she got to the sensitive areas. <laughs> as those reading this probably know, I'm a pretty easygoing person, and I think because of my politeness, the supervisor started opening up a little to me about the procedure. He told me several times, and there's one thing that he says coming up that's very revealing. He told me several times that this is not the, like the pat-down that you're used to, but I've never been patted down before, so how is it different? I've been patted down a couple times. I asked, is it more thorough? He really didn't answer my question, only to state that it's different. Different. Now, the pat-down was more like a rub-down. She was told by her supervisor to sweep the leg until you meet resistance, the resistance being my crotch. Ah. Oh, yeah. By that's the way. a way to say it. This is all in full view of all of the people leaving the baggage check. I'm not a shy person, and I really wanted to see where this was going, so I let her continue. She wasn't feeling me up or anything, but a much more modest person would certainly feel uncomfortable. The palms come right up against the body, and it's not a light touch. All the while, this supervisor is telling me that, quote, pretty soon you won't have this option, unquote. Mm. And... There's more to her story here, but just to pause for a moment, is anyone surprised by this? I guess I'm not. No, um, I, I can see why they would, uh, you know, they, they want to protect their little cronies. I mean, this is all about the military industrial complex paying money for the, the scanners and things that really, it, you know, it, they, they have to be able to rob the serfs for something. They have to have good reasons well, for they'd taking be able their to, money. Well, they'd be able to get your money and they'd be able to have the scanners, whether they allowed you to opt out or not, because most people aren't going to opt out. And so they'll keep shuffling most of uh, the sheep through the, the scanners. Well, well, what we haven't gotten into tonight is do these things actually keep people safe? And yeah. I would point out if it's about security and about safety. There would be one at every single checkpoint line in the country right now, and there's not. I just went through security. There was one in the right line and not in the left line. Mm -hmm. By chance, I got in the left line, um, but the right line, everyone was getting their naked picture taken, and I just got hit on the legs a couple times and let through. Well, uh, well also, the, there, there are many security chiefs and TSA inside the TSA included that say that these do nothing for security. People around the world, security chiefs around the world have said these do nothing, not to mention that they violate laws as far as child pornography in, in many countries, including the United States. But that doesn't matter. You know, who cares? So what? If the United States government gets brought up on uh, child pornography charges, they're going to use your money to defend themselves. Well, that won't happen. And who would bring Why the not? charges? The, well, the United States The Australian citizen. government? No, uh, the, the, the parents of, of United States citizens. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, you have standing at that point. You it's, can bring child porn charges against a government agent? I don't I, know if that's possible. I, I think you can, you can probably bring some suit, or sort, sort of suit or another, and people are talking about it. I don't know. 
Well, anyway, my point on this is that it's not a surprise to me that they, this is more – it's not about revenue, Mark, so much as it is just a continual clampdown on your freedom. Okay, yeah, you can opt out now, but later the supervisor is telling her you won't have this option in the future. Of course, they're getting put in various places to get people used to step through, raise your arms above your head, get your picture taken, get through, and, and we'll tell you when you're okay. That's right, and they're doing everything they can to humiliate the people that refuse to go through this in order to dissuade other people from requesting uh, the opt-out in the future. And that's, of course, what happened to Meg, where she was surrounded by a dozen cops and seven TSA agents and uh, humiliated and handcuffed uh, to a chair and uh, and then escorted out of the airport. So back to Chris's story. She says, uh, so I asked, do you mean to have the pat-down or to go through the body scanner? He said the body scanner, but alluded to the fact that they will not allow the opt-out soon after that. He then pointed to the screened-in area behind me and let me know that the person watching the scans was behind me and out of view of the public, so no one would feel uncomfortable about having their image observed. But he continued, that will change soon. Technology is coming that will allow the TSA agent to read the scanned images just like they do the bags, right up close and personal. But he said so nonchalantly, the images will be like Gumby, and nobody minds Gumby. I don't understand what he means by that statement. Does it mean the color? Yeah, like the way that people look in the Oh, images. yeah, Gumby is like a little sort of a, a bread man, sort of. So you you can't tell any imi- um, details of someone see who looks face, like Gumby. Basically, is that uh, the Well, idea? you couldn't see Volva. any curves. <laughs> These people really believe that what they're selling, says Chris. I realized then, that the, uh, then and there that the Kool-Aid had been drunk and these poor people were now zombies. They were nice zombies, though, just doing their job. I couldn't get mad at them. They were not the problem and they don't really know any better. They believe what they're being told by their superiors. And I believe that if this guy had understood that there might be another option, that he would not have been talking so openly with me about what was coming next. He was so matter-of-fact. So anyway, the rubdown ended with my shoeless feet, and the supervisor told this lady uh, to pat this area. She had it, uh, had swiped it with her palm, and God knows what kind of resistance she could have found there. So this is really all I have to tell about my refusal to be body scanned. I'll continue to politely refuse, and my next or last pat-down may or may not be as informative or friendly. And if they take away the opt-out option, then... I guess I'm not flying after that point because I don't want to go through these machines. There's a lot of health concerns with them, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people are... There's. <laughs> Speaking of health concerns, just as a related story, there's some uh, cigarette news from the FDA. We'll get to that here in a moment. Take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you will find there completely free. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live brought to you by the Totasac. Totasac.us. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. It's a one-trip wonder. For hauling goods back from your vehicle to your home, it's uh, 
it's great. You put a bunch of bags on the uh, the tote sack, and it makes it a lot easier to carry in the groceries. I use it every single time I bring the groceries in. Uh, yesterday, I had four bags, put them all on one handle, and walked in uh, with it all in one hand. It's, yep, it's great. I, I do the same. It's a, it's a convenient little tool. Uh, I love the uh, the tote sack. You can go to totesack.us to order your own, get a family pack. Great uh, gift for folks for the upcoming Christmas or holiday season. And uh, useful for you and your own family. So go ahead and do that. Or keep uh, stay tuned here because we got a two-pack coming up here tonight to give to you. So listen up for the, the giveaway lines at the right time. That'll be on the way here shortly. Go to totasac.us. You actually, uh, they'll sell these wholesale to you as well. So maybe you operate a store and you want to sell the Totasac. Yep. You can do that too. Totasac.us from Game Engineering in Bensonville, Illinois. Oh, and they have a toll-free number as well, 888 2725. That's 888-868-2725 for the Totasac. As we continue here, you may bring up whatever's on your mind. Get away from the TSA stuff. We've been harping on that quite a bit this week. Lots of people calling. A lot of people concerned, and, and for good reason. And it is a hot topic across the internet. In fact, our very own uh, Meg McLean, the number seven Google search right now. Number two on Alexa. Number seven on uh, Google. And it's just incredible. So let's continue. A little while back, a few years ago, I think, on this program, we talked about the cigarette labels, the extremely graphic cigarette labels that were starting to be seen in places like, I believe it was Australia at the time. Australia had uh, mandated that basically the entire front or a good portion of the front of a pack of cigarettes be dedicated to uh, the Surgeon General's warning or whoever they call their general surgeon in Australia. And uh, so uh, we we reported that story at the at that time, and I believe that the prediction was made that this was going to come to the United States at some point. Just wait, just wait, because as was mentioned earlier tonight, these governments share ideas. I think it was mentioned tonight, but governments share these ideas to uh, to control people and to tyrannize people and to tax people. And if one government gets away with it somewhere, whether it's in California or halfway across the the world in Europe or something like that, if one government gets away with it, then another government looks at that. Those government people look at it and they say, well, they're doing it there, so we could probably get away with it here. And uh, sure enough, here it is. In fact, I I think they started doing this in Canada not too long ago as well, uh, where according to the New York Times, federal drug regulators have unveiled 36 proposed warning labels for cigarette packages on uh, Wednesday, that's today, including some that are striking pictures of smoking effects, or smoking's effects, designed to cover half of a pack's surface area. The new labels are intended to spur smokers to quit by providing graphic reminders of tobacco's dangers. The labels are required under a law that passed last year that gave the FDA the power to regulate tobacco products for the first time. The proposed labels include pictures of a man smoking from a tracheostomy tube inserted into his throat, a diseased lung, and a woman holding a baby in a smoke-filled room. The proposal stayed away from some of the more gruesome labels used in other countries where pictures of blackened teeth and diseased mouths are common. Today marks an important milestone in protecting our children and the health of the American public. According to Kathleen Sibylis, the Health and Human Services Secretary, the United States was the first country to require that tobacco products bear health warnings, and all cigarette packages now sold have the modest and widely ignored messages like the Surgeon General's warning. So as of uh, whenever this is going to be official, which should be soon, uh, right now they're in the proposal sta- uh, stage on these designs, 36 designs going to be plastered across the, uh, the the fronts of cigarette packs with the intention of scaring smokers into quitting. Now, 
Mark, you used to be a, a smoker, not of cigarettes, but uh, cigars. I smoked cigarettes. You did for smoke a while, cigarettes. Yeah. He used cigars to stop quitting cigarettes. Is That's that correct. Right? Thanks. Thanks for paying attention, Nick. It's nice to know somebody cares. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, I just have a I just have a long term memory. Of these <laughs> <things>. <laughs> what uh, I mean would would this have affected you if you were a cigarette smoker and you walked into the uh, the store and there was a picture of a blackened lung on the front of a cigarette pack? Would this have affected you? I I can't I I don't know. I mean I don't think that people really know what really motivates them mostly in life. And I think that this is uh, it it kind of speaks to this situation because the FDA doesn't really know to know what motivates people either. I think that um, mostly people start smoking because they started smoking when they were in their teens because they you know their peer group thought it was a cool thing to do. And by the time they reach you know that uh, that state in life where they're be- they're better at making decisions mm-hmm. where they wouldn't make the uh, the cigarette decision. They're already thoroughly addicted to them, so they have to. They're, they're kind of stuck. So I, I don't imagine that these pictures will be very effective. Maybe they're effective for some people, and I, I, I guess that's the reason that they put these things on. But I get you know, different. What are they going to do with candy bars? Is the thing I always ask myself next. You know, if it's pictures of fat people, right? On if there? it's cigarettes today, what is candy bars and uh, and you know the the little ice cream treats tomorrow? I, I just it's a good I, question. I don't know, and I think that it's um, you know really not much of their business what people do. You you already have the warning on the cigarette pack that says this product will kill you, and, and people do it. So what happens when the pictures don't work? What's next? The, there's a lot of education going around about cigarettes, and it's, it's becoming less and less common that people smoke. I don't know why they intend to get into people's business, and I just wonder, are they ever going to make them illegal? They make it, they've, they've gotten to the point where they've made it illegal in some municipalities to even smoke indoors if you live in certain types of yeah, like a multifamily units. Or yeah. apartment building. So, I mean, are they really going to stop people from smoking? What's going to happen when cigarettes go black market? Because they've already we know gone. Happen. They've already gone gray market in some places. It's getting really close. People rolling their own tobacco and, and selling it cheaper. Yep. Well, right. We know exactly what will happen if it goes to the black market. The same thing that happens with other drugs that are made illegal. They go underground. The criminal uh, gangs that aren't the government, uh, the other criminal gangs take uh, part in distributing them and producing them. And the quality will start to vary widely. You'll still probably be able to get some decent uh, tobacco, but you'll also get some really crappy uh, tobacco in the same way that you can get decent weed and really crappy weed in the in the black market. And you frequently can get ripped off where you're sold weed that isn't quite as good as you thought it was going to be or, you know, sold in some back alley where you're sold a bag of oregano instead of uh, a bag of weed or something like that. I mean, we've had stories like that of people telling their their black market experiences. But will they actually get to that point, Mark? It seems pretty unlikely, right, that they'll actually go and prohibit cigarettes entirely because Philip Morris is a pretty big... It seems very unlikely? I think so. Philip Morris is a pretty big contributor to uh, political campaigns and... There's a reason. They're scared. They've got a lot of uh, politicians in their pocket and it seems like that's something they would not do. Is it possible that rather than making it illegal that they regulate it out of existence? This is what they did with cocaine and this is what they did with marijuana. This is what they did with um, uh, automatic weapons. But Philip Morris... 
they mm. regulated them out of the existence. Yeah. They did not make them illegal. Maybe, but Philip Morris at the but, same time the San supported Diego's, this package. Uh, city council doesn't give a flying flip at a rolling donut what the S- Philip Morris okay, says. Okay, I see what you're saying. Local governments could possibly do that. I right. see where you're Do you think that there. Utah's government cares what Philip Morris says? Well, we certainly still have blue counties where uh, alcohol is prohibited, so that's so that's a possibility. Seeing local governments perhaps completely ban cigarettes. I, I don't think that's unlikely to happen, Mark, but I think that a nationwide ban on cigarettes is. If you look at the this law they're talking about here where they, they gave the FDA control over regulating tobacco products, it never had that before, uh, and now they do have that. It was Philip Morris, the biggest cigarette manufacturer in the country, that advocated for that. So they were behind these uh, these regulations. Remember, it was uh, one of the other things that was included in this package, if I'm recalling correctly, was where they banned the flavored tobacco, except menthols. So they banned all of this flavored tobacco. They, although it's still available, it's just being called pipe tobacco or something like, yeah, that, something or, like that, or cigar. I don't. There's some other classification for it. You can still get it, but they they've had to kind of work around that. But it was Philip Morris that was advocating for this because they knew it was going to hurt their smaller cigarette manufacturer competitors. And so Philip Morris would be very happy with seeing increased regulations right. on cigarettes, so, uh, you know, but not the, a ban. The, the menthol ones, which are certainly fa- flavored cigarettes, they're not outlawed. And it's interesting that Philip Morris produces those. Public health officials are hoping the new labels will re-energize the nation's anti-smoking efforts, which have stalled in recent years. About 20% of the nation's adults, or about 45, 46 million people, and about 19.5% of high school students are smokers. Every day, roughly 1,000 teenagers and children become regular smokers, and 4,000 try smoking for the very first time. And I'm not a fan of smoking. I find it a little distasteful uh, myself. I, it's not something I would want to do, but uh, people should be free to make those choices, and they will still make those choices, even if they choose, are prohibited. How many people choose to smoke because the, the, you know, the authorities, whether it's parents, teachers, uh, schools... Uh, say not to? Yeah, say not to. It's, good it's out there. The forbidden fruit effect. And, and of course, if it is prohibited, then the forbidden fruit factor will become even greater when it comes to cigarettes. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you call in at 603-435-1105 right now, you will win a two-pack of the Tota Sack. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. 
And Ryder. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so uh, enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You actually control the content of the website. Everything you see there in the main column of the site was created by listeners just like you. You can submit whatever you want to the site, and then other listeners vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion, and you get to vote on other people's suggestions and the most liked. Make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. The TSA has been a heavy topic on this show throughout the week. Of course, you get to choose what you talk about when you call in. Uh, and we've actually got a man on the inside of the TSA. TSA George has been calling the show for years and just kind of giving us updates on what it's like being inside the TSA and the things that go on. And he's actually calling us from uh, New Zealand because he's quite the worldly traveler. Uh, TSA George, you're with us on the amp lines. <laughs> Do they say good day, sir, in uh, New Zealand? I, I don't know. Their the accents are pretty similar. Yeah, it spills over. <laughs> I'd imagine so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I was just call, calling here um, give you a report what a, uh, about what it's like over here. And a quick apology to Smeg on behalf of, you know, those of us TSA agents who are not like the people who harassed her. What would you have done, you know, uh, to, George, if you had been at this security checkpoint and uh, some supervisor started treating Meg? Because we're talking about Meg McLean, uh, who is one of our co-hosts on the show occasionally. She was harassed earlier this week, and we talked to her about it. Now the, the story's blowing up across the Internet. Uh, the number seven Google search is Meg McLean right now. People are talking about this story on the radio, on television, all across the Internet. Uh, so uh, what if you were there, TSA George, at that checkpoint? What would you have been able to do to, to change how that uh, went down, if anything at all? I don't know what I could have done. All I could do is try to um, calm down the situation and then... Um, you know, pretty much, you know, try, try to make it as smooth a situation as possible, you know. I would not try to escalate it like some other people might. That's for, that's for sure. Sure. Hello? So you are uh, out in New Zealand. You, What is that? Is that like a police scanner? Oh, no, no, no. That's, uh, hold on. Uh, that's just my little Garmin um, the little um, oh, thing, I see. navigation thing navigation. so I don't get lost. It's telling you to turn left. Do Got they, it. Do they drive on the wrong side of the road <laughs> yeah. over there? Yeah, they do. Twenty-seven. So, uh, yes, so, I'm, I'm already here. All right, there we go. It should shut up right, right about. It's a great now. idea. He's arrived anyway. at his destination. Right, great. I'm, I'm glad you're finally at your uh, your destination. It's one thing to make a call to talk radio while you're on the road in the place where you live. At least you know where you're going when you're on the phone in the car. But it's another thing to call talk radio and try to. Con- yeah, it's a, it's a Free kit, though. I'm talking well, that's to you that's on. good, but you know, engaging in an intellectual conversation uh, uh, while you're trying to drive in a you're strange the law. Place. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not in my home country, Mark. Come on. Ah, they give professional courtesy. Don't worry about it. Well, all right. So tell me about why you called tonight, uh, George. Well, basically, you know, I just wanted to say what a nice place this is. Um, I just want to let you know if you ever move down here, I want to warn you: gas is about a dollar eighty a liter here. And there's a, a what, four and a three point eight, almost yeah, three. and it's like seven bucks a gallon. Wow, crazy! <laughs> it's like that in a lot of places, though. Yeah, because they get the subsidies uh, here. The the, uh, the gas companies get the basically big subsidies from the United States government in the form of the military. Yeah, that's that's what the and plus uh, they look for you know to, for research, looking for places, um, you know, they're excavating and all that other stuff. They get all kinds of uh, subsidies. Now, this isn't your first trip to New Zealand, oh, is it? 
I want to report also on this act of civil disobedience that just went on here today. Okay, what happened? Uh, 50 people smoked pot right in front of Parliament. Oh, fantastic. That's yeah, no one got arrested. 50, was that some sort of uh, organized thing on the internet? How did they get 50 people just to show up? Uh, I don't know. I was just hearing it on the radio, on the, on the talk radio about that. Like, hey, you know, we got 50 people smoking ganja right in front of Parliament. Well, that's, steps. that's great news. And I would imagine the internet was somehow involved in uh, helping I, organize that. I didn't know that. if he was on the inside information of uh, what sort I of see. organization did it. Maybe they were inspired by no, the... No, I'm not... I- I was going to say, maybe they were inspired by the 420 celebrations that have gone on here uh, across New Hampshire. We recently had a 420 out in front of the the State House in Concord, not uh, less than a week ago, as a matter of fact. So, uh, now wait. Yeah, but, oh, oh, George, if I'm remembering correctly, you've been to Australia before, but is this your first time in uh, New Zealand? Yep, this is my first time in New Zealand. Oh, and uh, it's so easy to start a business here. I, I, even out of your own home, I saw like a lady, uh, someone doing... Um, Laser eye surgery right up their own house. Oh my <laughs> that's God. awesome. Now, Mark, uh, you were talking yeah, about that's the... that's how easy it is. Well, Mark, uh, now that doesn't surprise me. Mark, you were talking about the Heritage Foundation's uh, study yeah, earlier tonight. Yeah, the list tonight. of most ec- economically free countries. Usually New Zealand makes it above the United States on that list, doesn't it? Yeah, they did They did the year before last. I, I haven't uh, looked at it this year, but it's my understanding that... Oh, they're I, still but, above there. They're like um, number four, I think. Yeah, that sounds um, right. is number three... Singapore's two and Hong Kong naturally is one. It's a it's a whole region yeah, that is generally more uh, more economically free. It seems all of those countries are fairly nearby one another uh, geographically. Well, they're not they're not as old a countries. So, what else did you want to share tonight, yeah, George? Not, Any other experiences from your trip? Uh, oh, uh, there was a bomb threat on the flight between Auckland and Christchurch that held the plane up for about an hour and a half. How big was that plane? <laughs> it couldn't have been very large. No, it was an Airbus 320, but it was like we were at the That's gate, and, and they had the whole, um, the lady plane, and, you know, rescreen all the bags. At least not all the people, though. They did not rescreen all the people. So, so I was like, and their, their airport security is, like, so much nicer, apparently, than ours. Oh, yeah. The, 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 around the world, the United States and Canada's uh, <laughs> airline security and border security are considered to be, you know, just some of the, the least savory Tell me, George, uh, earlier tonight we had a story from a a New Hampshire, I think, Free State Project participant who'd been to some some extent harassed at a TSA checkpoint. And one of the TSA supervisors had told her that at some point they would no longer be allowing people to opt out of the body scanners. Have you heard anything about that? I just posted an article about that um, last night on Facebook that it's going to be permanent. and, and And I told you that last time I called, actually. Um, but the thing of it is, is the reason it's not per- permanent now is because we just don't have enough of those body scanners to replace the walk-through metal detectors. But people still, so like even once, let's say two years from now, they've got the body scanners in at every single checkpoint. They're going to stop allowing opt-outs. You've heard about this? Like you, you won't be able to get the pat down instead of going through the body scanner. No, no, I think I think you'll still be able to get the pat down hmm. just because you know of the whole you know fear you know, health fears, thing, yeah. you know, and also we've got to take pregnant people into account, you know, because um, no, no way pregnant people are going to want to go through that. We've we, we, we got to um, offer the pat down for pregnant people go, who don't want to go through a metal, the walk-through metal detector now, and that's not even x-rays. I mean, there's like mag- gotcha. magnets don't, as far as I know, don't harm a fetus. However, that, you know, body scanner does. Yeah. Now, how much in someone's pants um, do you have to feel? How many bumps do you have to feel before you have to ask them to take off their pants and you need to inspect <laughs> further? I'm wondering what they're actually looking for when they're um, rubbing someone's legs up and down. 
Well, they told them, basically they told us to go all the way up to the guys' happies. You know, some people have catheters, some people have diapers. Uh, some right. Are, are you people... trained on, on what sort of things to look for? Because if you've got a really thick underwear for whatever reason, um, I mean, that you could be hiding a lot of things in there. What's the next step? At that point, we're supposed to offer private screening hmm. on that, you know. you know, like, Would you like to go to a private area so we can help clear this? You know, naturally, obviously, there are a lot of cases I've been re- reading about how that's not happening, and that's a, that's against the SOP, you know, the standard operating procedure. And quite frankly, uh, I'm, supr- I'm not want to be surprised if we're being sued right now, big time. However, I've been on vacation long enough that I still haven't, you know, officially gone through those new procedures myself because I left just two just two days before the, the new procedures went in effect and the vacation started sweet yeah. sweet government uh, pension uh, page, paychecks and sweet the, vacations yeah, and perks and all, all perks it's, it's not a sweet paycheck i mean i, I mean come on I, I, they say the average government employee gets 150 grand a year no that's I'm not true only that's yeah, not true. Yeah. The average federal employee, I think, gets something around seventy or eighty a year, or something like that. But yeah, still, thirty to forty percent higher than us. Forty-one thousand you know. a year. Forty-one thousand. Yeah, that, that that was my um, thing last year. Thanks, I'm George, for the call. Have fun out there. I appreciate you calling all the way from New Zealand, right. and uh, and be safe. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free to control the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on our site totally free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. And those features include our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access to our streams as well as our podcast at m, as in mobile, m.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Well, Jurisdictionary.com is a course that was created by an attorney in order to protect you against, well, ravenous members of his own profession. It's for people with lawyers who uh, want to protect themselves and for people without lawyers who need to take their case to court and win. Um, It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through it. This is the complete four CD course in a single week and you can get it at jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here and get a little police news uh, into the mix Mark, what have you got tonight? Well, this one's from thestar.com, and, and it's well, it it's the the harrowing story of one man's uh, dealing with law enforcement officer. Around 7:30 a.m., David Orpst. This is 7:30 in the morning. A short 50-year-old accountant who keeps his pen in his breast pocket set out for work. He drove his light blue Mazda Tribute 
a practical, bland SUV south on Jane Street in uh, Vaughan. His first stop, a Tim Hortons, for a few peaceful moments before facing the piles of paperwork and deadline demands of his office during tax season. I'm not sure exactly which tax season we're referring to because it's a relatively new article. It may very well – I think that this is uh, uh, this is from Canada, and so maybe their things are different there. Mm-hmm. I had my normal uh, route to my office early in the morning, stopped at Tim's, read the newspaper, uh, a normal Canadian daily. Before his commute ended, Orbst had a broken arm after a struggle with a York Regional Police Constable, Derek Cadu, and – at least one off- other officer. The province's special investigations unit did not charge Kadu. It's always a surprise. Today's story is one of an ongoing series probing police conduct in Ontario. A star investigation of two decades of cases probed by the SIU found that the police officers are treated uh, far differently than hmm. civilians when accused no. of shooting, beating, running over, and killing people. You mean they're given the benefit of the doubt and preference I can't, and special treatment? I can't believe anybody believes anything differently. That cops do not uh, have some different level of justice than the rest of us. I think well, some everybody believes support that. it. Some people out and out say that's the way Just it should so be. Just so long as they're willing to admit that cops get a different sort of justice than the average person. I believe I saw a story of the uh, some of the police that were charged in the Louisiana, um, some of the you know stuff that went on after Stealing the hurricane. Stealing stuff during the hurricane, yeah. Um, one of the officers was charged with violating someone's right by killing him. Not charged with murder, right. charged wow. with violating someone's personal rights by killing him. The constable declined to comment for this story. York Regional Police, citing the possibility of a lawsuit, also declined to comment. The SIU would not release information about the case because they don't have to, people. They don't report to you. I mean... But wait a minute. What about the Freedom of Information Act? Well, that's, this is Canada. I don't know the specifics on their laws. And oh, yeah. it, I'm sure that in five years, you'll be able to get all the information you want on that, right? Well, that's By the just time it's it. over. I mean, they have those supposed acts here as well. In New Hampshire, they call it the 91A request, your right to know or whatever. And yeah, they'll give you the information maybe if you bother them enough and you beg long enough and hard enough in order for them to finally deliver it to you. And it may not even be what you expected it to be. And, right, sure. And they certainly have no obligation to comment. There's a difference between a freedom of information request to get like a, a police report, something that's been put on file, and to get them to actually answer questions. They don't have to answer your questions. How many people operate under the idea that the police and uh, you know, the municipal workers work for them? I mean, people say this stuff all the time. This just proves that it's not so. It's a lie you were told. I I understand why. I I understand why you feel that way. It's just not so. Just stop deluding yourself that these people work for you. You I pay their paychecks. Right. That's because you work to get the money to give to them. They're our servants. No, you are their servant. If If somebody has to work in order to give money to somebody else, who's the servant here? But the Constitution. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If they're your servant, fire them. They've sworn an oath. Fire them. If they work for you. I don't care if, they, if there's a constitution. I don't care if there's an oath. Neither of those, uh, uh, those, neither of those address the issue as to whether or not those people work for you. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's nonsense. Yeah, it's absolute, utter nonsense. But it's great PR for them. So this is what happened to Orbs. Um, no, no, it's great PR for them because they can plaster this phrase – Protect and serve. Protect all and over serve their, themselves. All over their police cars, and uh, and they get to all this pomp and circumstance and all kinds of respect from people that they haven't earned. 
They haven't earned it. It's not like they're out there every day busting real criminals. Now, sometimes they do, but most of the time they're spending their time staking out stop signs and going sure. after sm- pot for, smokers. For, for stop signs where they want you to come to that full and complete stop where right, your car like rocks do, right? back. Right, sure, as if they do such a thing. You know, it's, I sit here and I watch a stop sign all day as I'm making my phone calls, yeah. and nah, I don't know if I've ever seen it. You know, most stop signs in America be, could be replaced with yield signs, especially in the day and age when you're talking about carbon credits and uh, energy crisis and all that stuff. It's a terrible waste of energy to come to a full, complete rock back stop at a stop sign. That's really all it is, is a waste of energy. Yeah, well, no, it's an opportunity to catch you and give you a ticket well, for yeah. $80. That's what it's an opportunity for. They're, they're armed fundraisers for the state, by and large. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's not some brave souls that work in our law enforcement community. I'm just saying that the people that... For, um, that 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 schedule them and place them and t- use them as armed fundraisers. And how crazy would it be that back on the idea that they're servants somehow? What kind of person would hire somebody except for maybe a dominatrix? I mean, what kind of person <laughs> would hire somebody to essentially demand money from them to c- create arbitrary rules? College students for you to follow and. To- Yes, college. Well, college students actually do they, pay. They, to, they pay twenty thousand dollars a year to be told what to do and uh and when to get to class. When yeah. to all right, good but, point. But that's just my me ranting against colleges. But you have a point. No, you're, but you're right about that. Uh, college kids, uh, of course, they've been most of them been brainwashed into thinking they need to go to college. So it's, there's a whole other set of problems uh, with with that situation. So what's going to happen to this cop, Mark? Well, at, at this point, we haven't even. Uh, he really heard the story. Yeah. A cruiser driving in the opposite direction turned around and follow Orb's Mazda. The sticker had expired. A, a ba- empty baby seat. Was oh, revenue secured. opportunity. Yeah, was secured in the back seat. Orb said that either he or his wife forgot to renew the permit amid the stress of his does, job and caring for an eighteen-month-old baby. Does anyone really believe that the expired sticker means you can't drive anymore? Like you've all of a sudden lost the ability to operate a car? Right. You know, I wonder about what is the justification for this sticker? Because I, I, I can kind of get why it is you want to have a, a series of random numerals on the back of a vehicle in case it's used in a bank robbery or something like that. You can identify this vehicle from other vehicles. Um, but why is it that you have to have an up-to-date registration sticker on it? Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about the money. It's, it's all about the money. I mean, if so, you could register the thing when you put the plate on the one time. It's registered by the government. Now they know. But they have to register it every year. What, what possible other reason besides revenue? There's absolutely no other reason. <laughs> Can't think and, of any other reason. And New Hampshire was running out of money, needed to balance their budget. They said, well, let's just add $40 to every uh, car registration. Yeah, it's just and a they tax. Did it just because they decided to do it. As if as if the gas tax isn't enough, they need to tax, uh, tax you it's on never the, enough. the little plates on the back of your car. The government has never had an, enough tax money in the history of governments. All right, so this guy is getting pulled over. We don't even yeah. have the story yet. We'll get to that here in a moment. 800-259-9231. No shortage of commentary when it comes to uh, the police in this country and everywhere around the world. They, their role isn't significantly different in most uh, Western places. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control and bring up whatever you want. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can 
take control of the airwaves. Dial in, toll free, bring up what you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So head over there, enjoy those on us. Joining you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Ryder. And Mark. And uh, again, freetalklive.com. Various features there, uh, some of them including the uh, the wiki with over 2,000 pages uh, created by listeners like you, the shrine of female listeners with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com and take a look. You know, with Christmas coming up, you might be looking for gifts and stocking stuffers for the child's specialty, whether it's your child, nephew, niece, uh, brother, sister, that kind of thing. Uh, if the child's between the ages of, say, two and seven, I think that a very good bo- choice for them is the book called An Island Called Liberty. Because how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? Its simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page could make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. You can see some samples there and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live. With the coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right. So, Mark, you're getting ready to tell us a story about a man who's pulled over. This happening in Canada, but it could happen to you. What happened? Well, uh, let me uh, get it pulled up right here. I had uh, just been recording that live read. So the orbs goes on. A cruiser was driving in the opposite direction, turned around and uh, started following him. Apparently, the sticker on his registration was or the registration on his license plate was uh, not current. He pulled me over. I guess I'm going to get a ticket. Orbs uh, had his driver's license, but not the registration to his car. Cadeau, that's the officer, his hair buzzed close to the scalp because that's how they like to look. You know, the sunglasses, the close cropped haircut makes them look tough. Mm-hmm. Walked up to the driver's side. Window. You notice they all wear really tough looking uniforms, too. The cops have moved from sort of that, that tan look to black. black. Well, you should have seen the Nashville police uh, when we went to do the trials for... I think Catherine Bleich and David, all the cops sat together and they're all and they all got the same haircut. It's yeah. Do they do they have their uh, pants tucked into their boots oh. as if they're airborne, um, you know, soldiers ready to shoot the citizenry? I mean, why do they do that? What's that about? Because to me, what it says, it's an esprit de corps, and if there is a esprit de corps, a spirit of the the uh, the corps, as it were, then against whom does this corps operate? What's well, against the bad people? Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder because I don't see it that way. I see it. They operate against whomever. Is is this guy bad? Because he just got pulled over for a whoever bad isn't one of them. Indeed, that's what a bad person looks like. Yeah, it really is an us versus them mentality when it comes to a lot of cops. Not all of them, but Orbs, a lot of them. Orbs noticed he was pulled over near Canada's Wonderland, and through his windshield could see the twisting tracks of the behemoth roller coaster. The officer did, doesn't say your stickers expired. He says, "Is this car stolen?" I responded, no, it's not stolen. I leased this car. Well, the car is registered as black in this database. I said, no, we bought it blue. Call Mazda. Hmm. He started out by accusing me of being a car thief. Now, remember, if you paint your car, you need to update uh, the color with the the local government. (laughs) I instructed him to show me some respect since I was twice his age and a chartered accountant. It was terse. I'm an accountant. You must treat me with respect. Really? He actually said that? That's what he said, yes. He's no been, wonder he gets he's been chartered by the uh, the government as an accountant. So. Uh, oh, I see. So he's a he's another bureaucrat, essentially. Oh, really? A li- I'm a licensed accountant. He I doesn't actually work for the government. Well, though. one in three people in this country are licensed to do something, right? It's, I would I would that suspect true? that's true. The, uh, one in three, one in three adults, maybe. 
Well, well I, I saw yeah, right probably I saw some sort of a video where one in three uh, workers need the government's permission to Jeez. actually do their job. If their company needs licensing, then uh, and they work for the company, then I guess that might be true. I believe that may be a low. If you just look at New Hampshire, that may be lower. I understand. So I understand that New Hampshire has the least of all the licensed uh, trades. I don't know. More cruisers arrived on the scene. Another officer huddled with uh, Cadeau and both sat in the cruiser while Orpst waited and worried. On two occasions, the accountant got out of his car and walked back to the cruiser to ask about the delay. Orpst was told to get back in his SUV. Hmm. He waited 45 minutes. I was rotting in my car. Cadeau strode to the, to the Mazda. I put down the window and he says, I think this car is stolen. We're arresting you. Wow. I say, you can't arrest me for driving my own car. Oh, okay, you're wrong. Cadeau says, okay, you're resisting now. Oh, boy. This is what resisting looks like. Right. When you don't get out and put your hands behind right. your back and uh, kneel before them, yeah, they, that's uh, resistance. That's resistance. Orbst has the physique of a man who crunches numbers instead of abdominals. Mm-hmm. He stands about five foot six, weighs 170 pounds. He says he's a little chubby. With an officer on each arm, Orbst was pulled from his vehicle. I said, did somebody report a black car stolen? Let's talk for a second. The officer says, tell it to the judge. You're resisting arrest. Logic is not working. They pulled me over um, over to a hill. I, d- I did not want to be arrested. I'm innocent. Driving my own car. He keeps grabbing my arm. I'm telling Kudo, he's got my left arm. Stop. You're, you're going to break my arm. I've got to look after my wife and baby. Good. It's supposed to hurt, he said. Mm. Oh, this is pain compliance. I mean, this is what sure. it's all about. If you're not doing what they say, they, they're supposed to cause you pain. Yep. That's what they, they I'm not, I didn't make that term, term up. That's their term. Cudeau pulled the arm higher behind Ort's back and mm. broke it near the elbow. Oh, gosh. Two officers, their knees on the accountant's back, tried to snap handcuffs oh. around his wrist. Cudeau, holding Orp's head, repeatedly pushed it into the muddy grass. I said, you're going to break my eyeglasses. He keeps doing it. This is all for a chartered accountant driving a crappy blue Mazda. Finally, they get the cuffs on. He bent. Um, That'll teach him for not getting his car registered in time. His bent eyeglasses were somewhere in the grass. I kept saying, Jeez. call Mazda. Let's go down to my office and uh, the people will tell you it's my car. Officers that would require investigation, sir, and that is not my job. Right. Well, well we can investigate when you're in jail. They, they, they don't even listen. They're trained to not listen. Um, I saw a video of a, of a man being arrested, um, and he has some sort of medical issue where they couldn't get his hands behind his back. Yeah. And they continued to pull his hands behind oh, his God. back. And he's telling them the whole time, right? Until, like, 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 four people run up to the cop and say, hey, listen, he can't put his hands behind his back. And then they finally, you know, understood. But they're trained to not listen. Yeah, sure. People will say anything in order to not get their hands cuffed. I'm sure, sure that's true. Officers pulled the accountant off the muddy ground, put him in the back of the cruiser, lying on his side, handcuffed with a broken arm. Orps at time, mm-hmm. sharp tongue, said, it's Canada. You can't arrest somebody for driving their car. He starts reading my... Denial is the most common human response, right? I mean, clearly they can, and they did. He starts reading me my rights. They search the car mm-hmm. for the obvious stash of drugs and guns most chartered accountants have in their cars. <laughs> the... Officers came back to the cruiser in which Orbs was lying and said, okay, we verified your story. You're free to go. They didn't even take him to the station. So they verified his story while he was in the back of their car. What what would it take to verify the story otherwise? I mean, they couldn't just do this. They wouldn't have had the fun of being able to torture the man had they not and gone his arm first. I said, what story? <laughs> you're lucky we didn't, uh, excuse me, the constable said, you're lucky we didn't smash your head in the concrete sidewalk instead of the grass. Really? He said, wow, just a... He said, how am I going to dro- uh, drive home? I have a broken arm. My gl- glasses are smashed. 
The police left him at the scene of the traffic stop. Here's a complaint form, sir. Yeah. I mean, he's like a rape victim there. Yeah. Broken arms, smashed glasses, dirty. Pretty much. I, I just, it's just terrible. The only thing they didn't do was violate his, you know, his anus. The, the police left him at the scene of the traffic stop. Orp, saturated with adrenaline, drove himself not to the hospital, but to the nearest York police station to file a complaint. Agitated, <laughs> the pain started to set in. Orp's How'd that go? Met with a staff sergeant. I said, are you going to press charges against this officer? The sergeant says, no. Here's the form. You can fill it out when there's a complaint against the police department. Yeah. This is how it goes. You know, we, we, we've, we've documented this. If you go into some departments, at many departments in the United States, uh, the Miami uh, Police Department was one of them. If you go in and ask for a complaint form, you're liable to get beaten up. It was more like the majority of the police departments throughout South Florida, really, is what it was. That yeah. the, the police complaint center did. Uh, they do investigations on police departments for different things, and that was one of the things they were hired by a television station down in South Florida to check the police departments and see what would happen when folks went in asking for a complaint form. In many cases, they were intimidated uh, and told that they didn't have a form. There's no that, complaint form, citizen. Or that if they did have a complaint form, that they had to keep it there within the yes, building the and fill it out form there. Must seem, uh, we must fill it out ourselves. Please give us the story. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, and this... There's more? There's more to All the right, story. We'll find out here in a moment. 800-259-9231. I'm sure that he managed to get in touch with the police chief, and the police chief listened earnestly and then decided to put the hammer down on these police officers. <laughs> 1-800-259. Then they refunded all of his tax money. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control, tell your story, or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. You'll find stuff like our news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. And get on board. You can follow us via emailed updates, Twitter, or Facebook, or all of the above. If you'd like, go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on board. And if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI handles that. They also handle anything that has to do with telephony. They have uh, you know hundreds of lines going into their, their offices. I've been there. I've taken a look. They've uh, helped with several campaigns, uh, whether it's uh, for politicians and uh, action items and uh, political campaigns. SACL CAI, if you need to get a hold of them, just uh, find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. We're telling, uh, Mark, you're telling a story out of Canada. What's the source on this again? It's thestar.com. Thestar.com. It's a big newspaper up that way. You're telling a story out of uh, Canada regarding, and it's not an uncommon story from one perspective. It's uncommon that the the man had his arm, the victim in this case, uh, police violence, had his arm broken by these cops who are just 
incredibly violent and dangerous and, and well they can they can be i don't think they all are that's uh it seems a uh, a broad and uh statement however I said who were in this uh, i was it, specifically speaking of fine. these particular cops but i i do i would say that you know just from the the outcomes here that police are are taught that they're shown that they can pretty much get away with breaking their constituents' arms the for cop go- no good reason. told the guy he was lucky they didn't shove his face in the concrete instead yeah. of the dirt. Yeah, like they re- they repeatedly smashed his face into the ground, and it was the dirt rather than concrete. Now, the, the part of this that isn't too uncommon, I think, is that more and more people in this man's position, he was just a regular old accountant, and that got pulled over. The cops thought the the car was stolen because it showed up as a different color in their database, and the registration wasn't current because they'd yeah. been busy. Because the expired. bureaucrats uh, will you know mess things up. Yeah, I mean, there's no good reason for this to have occurred. So because this of was a, a government paperwork, right? Error. Because of his paperwork mm-hmm. error, this man ended up having his face smashed into the ground. His glasses lost his glasses, had his arm broken by these cops. Then they discovered that he was right the whole time and left him on the side of the road with his broken arm. Yeah. You know, and, dirty, broken glasses, just, I mean... And <laughs> shocked to the, to the core. And that's the point I wanted to make here, because there's a little more to the story, but there's the point some. I wanted to make about this is that there are so many people who are like this man who, throughout their lives, and I don't know how old he, how old he was, I don't recall and that. He's 50. He's 50. So throughout their lives, they've gone through, they've lived their life, and they have not ever gotten in trouble with the law. They've always been law-abiding so-called citizens, or at least that's what they believed. And they believed that the police were there to protect and serve them. And they believed that the police had certain standards and that they can't do certain things that they've been told their whole this lives. This is Canada, they can't he do. says. Yeah. You know, I We've mean, got rights. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the police state comes crashing in the reality of what has been going on for decades uh, with the police just continually getting more and more intrusive and uh, and uh, oppressive in people's lives and so many people have been able to stay away from it and then all of a sudden here it comes shock to the system hey this is what's really going on this is not an isolated occurrence this is not uncommon for the police to treat people in this way. It's just that they happen to come across a 50-year-old accountant this time rather than, you know, the 20-year-old black guy or the, uh, the hippie with the long hair that they usually pull over. This time it happened to be one of the so-called respectables. And it's unfortunate that it has to happen like this for people. For them to wake up and see what's really happening out there, it's unfortunate that it has to strike either directly in their lives or to somebody that they know in order for this uh, to to come to for them to come to these conclusions. This isn't the police department that you thought of in the '60s and the '70s. I mean, things have changed with Richard Nixon's war on drugs. The incredible amount where it got started. Yeah, yeah. with the incredible amount of police officers that have been added to the force over the years, they just have to do more things in order to justify their existence. It's very difficult to catch arsonists, robbers, burglars, and murderers. Takes work. Yeah, those things, those are difficult to find. You get lucky when you find them. What's a heck of a lot easier to find? People violating traffic laws. I mean, the the idea that this cop thought that this accountant with this pen in his pocket and the little glasses was a car thief is just absolutely ridiculous. Instead, well, of ju- You can't judge a thief by how he looks. Instead of but- jumping to the conclusion that this was a law-abiding citizen, I think you can judge a thief by their looks if well, you take well well I mean, there, there are, are white collar like, crimes all over the place people not, will white collar like, crimes aren't stealing cars well i mean <laughs> but but drug dealing for instance i mean they will hire uh, elderly folks to be transporters i mean there, there will be people to be transporting drugs you won't necessarily think of as then uh, why didn't he ask to search the car for drugs 
Why didn't I'm he ask the man didn't. for some kind of proof that he owned the vehicle instead of just going back to his car, conferring with his partner, coming back saying that the that uh, he thinks that he's under arrest, and then immediately saying you're resisting? He didn't ask for any proof. He believed this man was a thief, mm-hmm. and he acted as though that was the case. So uh, you know, it's uh, the this is this is what is being hired to protect you. And it's ludicrous. So what's the rest of the story? They beat they beat this man, put, shoved his face in the ground, they broke his arm, and they left him on the side of the road. And gave him a complaint form when he went down to the, uh, yeah, the he, office. Instead of going to the hospital, he's so angry, he goes to the police department to look for a complaint form. And the sergeant said, you uh, you know, no. Actually, he goes to file char- charges against the officer. And the cop actually told him, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to charge uh, file him uh, file charges against him. You just, it's okay you can fill for him to break your form. arm. Yeah. It's, it's all right with us. Yeah. Here, have so, a complaint form. We're going to file it in. Think the cops file. get different sorts of justice. What do you think would have happened if somebody with a broken arm would have gone in and and laid charges against you with the or evidence? Or if a cop with a broken arm comes in, right? The or station? a cop with a broken arm. I mean, please, please, these people absolutely have a different brand of justice than mm-hmm. what you and I do. Well, why should they care? You're going to pay them anyway, right? They're a monopoly. the The police department is a monopoly over its given geographic area, and we're told that that's a good thing. I'm sorry. The accountant drove home, then started to uh, feel weak. His wife took him to the hospital where doctors x-rayed his arm. Swelling made it difficult to clearly see the break. That evening, in shock, he convulsed, threw up, went back to the hospital, and then swallowed some sedatives. Once notified, I'd throw up, too, if I realized that I was supporting the criminal agency like this for my whole life. Once notified, the SIU did not immediately launch an investigation. Really? Though Orbs said he was uh, assaulted and his arm was clearly injured, the SIU needed Special a, Investigations Unit. Yes, and a second X-ray taken two weeks later to confirm the break and decided the injury was serious enough. Mm-hmm. Without a fracture, the SIU would not have opened the case. So, oh, cops, this is this is what the cops believe. The cops believe that they can take you on the ground, wrench your arm behind your back as long as they don't break it. They can smash your face repeatedly into the dirt. That's they right. can stick their knees in your back, and as long as they don't break an arm, they're not even going to get investigated. Yeah. That's the rules. They just said it. Yeah, just learn the, the the techniques you need to hurt people without leaving marks, right? You know, and this is this is what the correctional like officers will use in prison. They'll punch people in the guts instead of punching them in the face. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're handcuffed, so they won't get punched back. Right. So, I mean, Heroes. This is, it's just the system. As long as there's not a, a great deal of evidence that they can compile, oh, he fell down the steps. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who's going to believe a criminal? Indeed. He did not understand the delay. Um, this is Orbst. If any civilian had done this to you on the street, you point the finger and they get arrested. The accountant called and emailed the SIU asking for updates. The SIU told him the probe could last a month, but it took six weeks. And then he, right, they tell you a month that takes six weeks, only the government. Then he learned the SIUs had cleared the officers. In its brief media release, the SIU did nothing, uh, excuse me, noting that there were no independent witnesses, said it could not determine how, uh, how Orps broke his arm. He broke his own arm. He's just trying to set us up, trying to make us look bad. By the way, people, this is it's an accountant. See, this is smart. one of the reasons that I have gone ahead and gone to freedomcam.net and purchased one of these in-car cameras with the microphones is stupid things like this. Now, what would happen here if this accountant had had this device in their car and the SIU had this evidence, then they'd have to do something or they'd be more yeah. likely to have to do something. Maybe. Until the cop goes into your car and takes uh, whatever storage mechanism the Freedom Cam uses. Indeed, but they have to know what it is. Um, they have to uh, be able to identify the device. But you're right. You're right. More recording, the better, no matter what. Uh, it, all, recording's the only thing you've got against these cops. Because well, they, the they clearly from, can do whatever they want, wasn't besides the guy, break arms, I guess. Wasn't the guy from Freedom Cam talking about some sort of Wi-Fi option? 
Uh, apparently, there are uh, SD cards out there that might Wi-Fi and they might uh, hook to uh, cell I've towers. I've heard about these things. and You're, you're going to have to investigate I it. I cannot Ian. imagine how they do it in an all-little SD card, but I guess technology just keeps getting smaller. So Yeah, you're going to have to check into it. I, I, couldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But you can always have Quick.com as well. And if you've got a smartphone, you, uh, you've, got a, you've always got something that you can broadcast with. So you could have two cameras. You could have the, the Freedom Cam uh, car cam thing, and then you could have the Quick.com on your cell phone. I think the, the more, the better. And indeed, but uh, there's some value to a uh, covert camera that they're not expecting to see. Yeah, well, I understand that. That's just right. But that's what I think. In its brief media release, the SI said there were no independent witnesses, said it could not determine how his arm was broken, and the SIU did not tell the public whether the car was stolen as suspected by Codeau, but if not, what had led to the mix-up. The agency also did not did not say that Orbs had left the roadside after his arm was broken or provide any details of what happened immediately after. Case Orbs. closed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hour number three is next. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. There's media attention on the so-called anarchists out there, and we'll look at that here in moments. Also take your calls about anything. Free talk line. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program tonight. It's Ian here. And Ryder. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Main feature of the site allows you to control the content. Everything you see on the front page in the main section has been created by listeners just like you. Go over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Now then, there's been a discussion that has gone on kind of over time on this program in the last couple of years about the term anarchist. And uh, in fact, I think the, uh, the folks over at Pork Therapy, uh, one of the podcasts that appears at lrn.fm, have been talking about this recently. And it has been a, a topic of discussion amongst the liberty community is, what do you call yourself? If you believe in liberty, if you... you People uh, definitely want to know that. They want to be able to classify you as something, whether they agree with you or not. They want to know... You know, what, what is it you people are? Well, anyway? yeah, and I think terms are useful. Some people would say, well, I, I can't be described by one word. Yeah. And that's probably a true statement. I think that uh, it's, it's hard to, to say that, okay, well, this one word is a complete description of who I am. It's silly to, to, to say that. 
Uh, but there are words, and they words have meaning. And so applying one word to yourself versus another word uh, can be, a, I think, a, an important choice to, you know, to figure out what it is that is most accurate. What, what terms are most accurate to describe you and your belief system? And so what are you if you believe that the government is essentially the most uh, successful gang in a given geographic area and that is uh, full of people that do business through ultimately using force to, to get what they want? What, do, what is it that you, be, um, that you are if you believe that? Well, it depends if you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, th- that's not how I would necessarily – I mean, while that's true and I believe that that's true – that's not necessarily how I would describe my belief system. I believe that human beings should be interacting with one another on a consensual basis. And the people in government and other common criminals are not interacting with one another, with us, the rest of us who, who are peaceful, on a peaceful, consensual basis. And I wouldn't have described myself in that exact manner a few years ago. I might have called myself a libertarian, uh, that I was against the use of uh, coercion or, or aggressive force, which is a, a different way of saying a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And then the term libertarian kind of became, in my mind, corrupted by a certain political element who had kind of come into the libertarian movement, specifically the Libertarian Party, and and basically taken over and watered down the message and started accepting the use of force or aggressive force. Started by the way, that's nothing new. The Libertarian Party has been, uh, you know. You know, a group of people that believe in less and, uh, you know, no coercive governments. So it's always been that. Yeah, but the people who are in charge now are not as principled as the people who were in charge a decade ago. I don't think that I don't think that you were as principled a decade ago is what I think. I think that I, I think that think you've right moved beyond that. the Liberty Party, uh, Libertarian Party. Not. No, uh, I don't think you. I don't think you're right about that. I mean, you weren't in the Libertarian Party, Mark, so you indeed. wouldn't know. Uh, but oh, so I was. they just they just got rid of everybody and uh, and completely switched over. Well, it was over time. I mean, the, the people running the party now are not the same people that were running it five years ago. There's been a radical ago. caucus all along. That says to me that they've needed a to have a radical caucus. Yeah, indeed. The, the, all the, along? All along. Wow. Yeah. The Murray Rothbard set it up. Hmm. Well, anyway, you're probably right, Mark, to some extent, but I, uh, I certainly noticed the changes as I was involved there. And so I, I, I started to distance myself from that term and, of course, came across the term anarchist, and it seemed to be the best option at the, at the time. But it, it wasn't long before I rejected that term as well. And anarcho-capitalist was kind of hip uh, and is still very hip amongst the liberty community. And I think that's the worst of the worst. Yeah. Because then you're combining two, two words, words that, that uh, have heavy baggage attached to them, <laughs> right. anarchy and capitalist. And I'm not a capitalist necessarily because I don't know what economic system is the best. I think the free market should allow – you know, the free market allows for all kinds of organization structures and, and different experimentation. So I, I, I would more accurately be described as a free marketeer. And then I like the term voluntarist instead of uh, instead of anarchist and but when, when we bring up this discussion the big objection from the people who are the adherents to the term anarchist is that well you can't just keep changing your term they're just going to ruin the term voluntarist just watch just wait you'll see if it becomes popular enough they'll infiltrate it and they'll uh, they'll ruin that term and and I can understand where they're coming from on that. I mean, certainly that's what happened with the term libertarian, and uh, and they would say you could claim the same thing about liberal or or uh, or anarchist, for instance, because the Even term conservative, the term anarchist, uh, certainly has gotten a connotation in the mainstream media for being a group of violent, dangerous, criminal thugs. And the the anarchists that I know are peaceful, loving, caring individuals. So the reality in my life is different from the what is being portrayed in the media. And 
I'm going to just share with you a story that came out over at the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom regarding the anarchists. It's in the headline of the story. Hijacking of a very middle class protest, colon. Anarchists cause chaos as 50,000 students take over to, or take to streets over fees. So here you go. It was supposed to be a day of peaceful protest with students exercising their democratic right to demonstrate against a soaring against soaring university fees. But anarchists hijacked the event, setting off the most violent scenes of a student unrest seen in Britain for decades. Militants from far left groups whipped up a mix of middle class students and younger college and school pupils into a frenzy. The focus of the violence was Tory headquarters in central London, where hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of damage was caused. The glass frontage was smashed and protesters swarmed seven floors up to the roof from where the fire extinguisher, a fire extinguisher, was hurled down at police below. Effigies of David Cameron and Nick Clegg were burnt to cheers from a roaring mob. At least 14 casualties. So I love how the roaring mob is somehow, you know, the, these peaceful students were infiltrated and turned into a roaring mob. Well, I mean, think uh, can uh, be a factor here where you get a mob full of people and if they are peaceful, they can be uh, wound up by an element of uh, individuals who are there specifically there with that purpose because of the herd mentality. Well, I suppose uh, there are they're studies still about this. They're still responsible for their actions. Clearly, they're, they're responsible for their actions, but they're responsible for choosing to follow the um, the so-called anarchists, the instigators in this case. And, you know, the story goes on about uh, these bad, bad anarchists causing all this trouble in uh, in downtown London. And it's not an uncommon story when it comes to the reporting of what anarchists supposedly are. You've got the typical uh, image of the guy in the hood smashing in a window with uh, with his foot. There's fires burning. You've got to have black clad hoods with uh, when, when anarchists come around. The, you've got to be fire. You've got the mask over your face, the bandana over the face. I mean, it's just a typical, the typical portrayal of the anarchists. Now, I understand the concern that people have. Well, they're just going to ruin voluntarists. Why are you just? Why don't you just try to take back anarchists? Can you imagine this story saying this at the top? Hijacking of a very middle class protest. Colon. Voluntarists cause chaos as fifty thousand students take over uh, to take to streets over fees. What are the odds that these people who are the you know kick in the window, destroy property, throw some Molotov cocktail types of people are going to try to hijack the term voluntarist? It just doesn't seem like it. It's not. A, it's not a good argument at all because anarchists took years and years to to become a mainstream term. Yeah. They assassinated a president so. too. Wait, who was that? Uh, McKinley. Oh, I, I can't that. pronounce the guy's name, but it's, you know, it's got like Z's in it and stuff. Right. Usually the people that are smashing in these window fronts. Now, the anarchists can argue academically all day long about what an anarchist really is and that these people aren't right. real anarchists. But they but believe the Christians they are. do this stuff too. They spend all their time deciding who's really a Christian, who's not, and it is, what what that would show you over time is that this is a pointless argument. Well, you know who else can argue semantics? Pedophiles. Uh, I- just because I like children, mm. the love of children. Yeah. Just because I love children doesn't mean I'm breaking any age of consent laws. Doesn't but, mean I want to have sex with but them. But nobody's going around. Okay, I can't say nobody's going around. But it's not very common. You see people going around saying, I'm a pedophile. Can I come work at your school? 
I yeah. love children. Right. Yes. That's a gr- that's a great point. Uh, but yet that's what the anarchists are doing. In the, is there? Well, we're the real anarchists and we love peace. Well, look, you've got headline stories of anarchists kicking in uh, front store windows, and I just find it hard to believe that the same people who are doing this violent action in the name of so-called anarchy or anarchism would somehow decide someday, okay, we've had it with this anarchist term. Now we're going to move and take over the voluntarist movement. Yep. Just what are the odds of that happening? We'll teach those voluntarists for being peaceful and stuff. I mean, you could you could come up with some kind of conspiracy theory that the anarchists in this case are actually government agents, and they've been sent in to sure hijack you could. the anarchists. You, 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 you could uh, suggest they had been sent into the movement uh, to hijack the term anarchism so it could ruin uh, ruin it for the rest of us. Uh, but I don't know if there's any evidence of that. I think they're really just some far leftists who love the term anarchy and they think that it means chaos and they want to destroy storefront windows. And I, for one, am not an anarchist. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features there include listening options. We've got broadband streams and dial up. Uh, we've got broadband and dial up streams. For you, they uh, air the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. And you can also watch on our webcam as well. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to see us there. And you can also interact with other listeners because the chat room is built into the same page at cam.freetalklive.com. The cam brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. And they offer great prices and services on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. They, they also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. MemoryDealers.com. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, yeah, it's interesting talking about anarchy. The first use of the term in the real context occurred during the Paris Commune uh, in 1848. Sounds and right. anarchy is, in a sense, uh, a, a technique of political control in terror that the philosopher Mikhail Bakunin spent a lifetime defining the philosophy of. And when you study history and the quote-unquote anarchy movements or events, they're always very short-lived uh, historically. But the, it's considered sort of the political awakening a la a shock or a shock troop, the anarchist. And they've always been supported by the power elite, uh, very much like the uh, people supposedly protesting the New World Order or the G8 or the G20 summits. Uh, The people that define themselves as anarchists that do the damage with the hoods are actually agent provocateurs, often police 
often secret police, and they basically want to uh, change in the public's perspective uh, the view that a peaceful demonstration is really a violent event to be feared. And we saw that in Toronto, we saw that in Vancouver, we saw that in Milan, we saw that in London. For the purposes of, of getting the public to be anti-demonstration? Yes, and also to be anti-critical. Uh, Has that worked? Uh, by allowing the people to fear, well, it does until lawsuits are filed, and then it comes out a year and a half later that the peop- the police were actually doing the damage in Milan, and they were doing this as agent provocateurs, and the people that were arrested, the honest protesters and the peaceful protesters, uh, are actually exonerated, but the media sort of doesn't pick up on that. So when you think of anarchists, think of the writings of Mikhail Bakunin, uh, think of uh, Manzetti, the Italian terrorist who uh, spent a career uh, supporting uh, the sort of the deconstruction of the monarchies and the ruling houses of Europe. And think of uh, anarchy, well, think of a, pop, a, 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 a popular context. The Sex Pistols in 1975-76 for Queen Elizabeth's Jubilee, uh, when you had, you know, the song Anarchy in the UK, mm-hmm. And the last line is destroy. I think it's Johnny Rotten or uh, uh, Leiden that that says that. But if you listen to it, it's sort of uh, like that. Now, the term anarchy uh, also made a comeback in May of 1968 in Paris when the students were protesting uh, the government and also the uh, uh, structure of the university that created a whole new generation of philosophers. And you look at Colombia in 1968 with the SDS and how the media tagged them anarchists and all sorts of things. Uh, but, it, again, it functions to colonize consciousness in the popular culture and the mass consciousness of the people. So would you say that these uh, people who— Consider anarchists uh, paper tigers. Would, would in the you, best sense. Would, would you say uh, then, Frank, that these people in the liberty movement that call themselves, that take pride in calling themselves anarchists, are essentially just, uh, you know, they're 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 playing wasting, into the hands of these people? Well, they're playing. No, into no, hands because they're nonviolent for the most part. Those people are nonviolent. Anarchy is a method using violence. Uh, it sort of predates the notion of terrorism. And when you talk about McKinley's assassination, the quote-unquote anarchist that attempted to kill McKinley and attempted to assassinate J.P. Morgan on Wall Street was really someone financed by major bankers. Wouldn't you say though, that it's counterproductive? I mean, but for people that for people that purportedly believe in the ideas of liberty, like you hear on this show, uh, wouldn't you say it's counterproductive to go around labeling oneself as an anarchist? Yes, but I think they do it to raise consciousness among other individuals. They want to change the meaning, but it's been so firmly but established in our political discourse in the West that that right. It's sort of it's a non sequitur. It really serves no purpose. It's a waste of, of time. It's a big academic exercise. Yes, and think of the Sex Pistols and public image. Uh, how, in a sense, they really defined the feeling of most of the working class and the unemployed that weren't sort of aristocrats and bankers in England. Yet, ultimately, it was nothing more than uh, a vehicle to create a new youth subculture and an enterprising business that sort of transformed rock and roll, you know, for about nine or ten years. Yeah, they sold but, a lot of T-shirts, too. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I love their logo. The A with the big circle sort of in a sloppy gesture with a little bit of the splattered paint on a red background. Mm -hmm. I mean, that really is the... uh, you know, the logo. I mean, it is, in a sense, a logo, but it also connects with the philosophical notion of narcissism. If you take a narcissist and put that person in a political context where you're talking about changing or using violence to sort of raise the mass consciousness, the narcissist and the anarchist sort of fit together. But historically, the anarchists never have been able to sustain anything uh, for the long term. Frank, it sounds like you've written a a term paper on... um on anarchy, but no, I've studied this in, in great detail. And I respect your research. However, uh, if you're going to talk to uh, a man on the street and you're going to tell him one thing about anarchy that's going to um, change his life, why does that person need Say to care? Say it predates terrorism. It predates Al-Qaeda. <laughs> 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 I view Al-Qaeda as Al-CIA, MI5, MI6, and Mossad combined. It is the paper tiger that's used to justify a tr- $4 trillion squandering of the public, uh, the public wealth uh, to support multinational And you're saying that the anarchists are a paper tiger that really exists to give the government an excuse to crack down on demonstrations. Absolutely, and think of the weathermen. You'll notice if you study the history of the weathermen and the SDS, they were all funded by the U.S. government, and they were used to change the political consciousness of the mass uh, population of America. I'd so say people successfully. were afraid of that. Thanks, Frank, for the call tonight. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you, sir. Uh, always well and uh, you know intelligent, well researched uh, from Frank there. And, and he's right about the uh, the protests where it's these cops in some cases have been caught red-handed, basically oh, yeah. uh, infiltrating the ranks of protesters and attempting to whip up. Harry, you're going to come in dressed like an anarchist tomorrow, okay? And then they uh, they wear the same boots, the Combat same boots, cop yeah. boots that they all wear. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, You can bring up whatever's on your mind, and uh, that's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. Now, there's more. uh, Like, we haven't even addressed the issue that these people were protesting about. And there is an issue here with education funding, and some people want it for free. In fact, that's why they were there. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Toll free. This is Free Talk Live, and the number for you is 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, by the way, some of those features include our archives, a whole bunch of them right there on the front page. You get the last week's worth, and then click into the archive section to take yourself all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free and courtesy of HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Now then, the 
Free Talk Live here is brought to you by the Free State Project, longtime sponsor of the show and also the reason why Mark and myself are here in New Hampshire. Ryder, however, was born here. That's right. Well, not not exactly true. I was born in New Jersey. Oh. But I spent... Uh, 23 years here, which means I moved to New Hampshire before I was about six months old. Gotcha. So, so by, by all of your memories, uh, you've been in New Hampshire right. throughout your whole life. So uh, Nick was actually living here in Keene uh, before we made the move to uh, to Keene. And did been you a long listen to Free Talk activist. Live before we showed up? Uh, yeah. It's 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 an interesting story. I found Free Talk Live by oh, no, it's not. Go ahead. by almost luck. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I, yeah, I am sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I I found, it's sometimes. pretty interesting when the show radio show you listen to comes to moves to the town you live in. Absolutely. I, I found Free Talk Live back before Mark's name was Mark on the air. Yeah, I used and, to be man. Which and you were school. in Sarasota, Florida, and you guys moved to Keene, and I was already had listened to it by finding it online. So, yeah. bit of a surprise. Nick is. Uh, it was unique. Is one of the uh, the local activists here in town, and uh, has been out really out and about, and done a lot of uh, news reporting. And are you going to bring back the Rider Report, or is that uh, is that gone? Oh, uh, I do videos. I don't call it the Rider Report, but oh, when okay. something happens, I'll still edit it and, and put it up. All right. Well, uh, we are, by the way, working on launching a, a New Hampshire-based news service because if you've been listening over at LRN.fm or on the Free Talk Live live stream, not based on things that are going on in New Hampshire. Just it happens to be in New Hampshire, not like so many news organizations are, are in London and New York. Yeah, yeah. Although I think that there certainly will be a, a skew towards uh, New Hampshire-related Liberty News. I think. Well, there'll probably be a skew towards Liberty News, and most of it's going on in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Because yeah. way, way to regionalize the show there, bud. What do, you, what do you mean, regionalize what show? I'm talking about a news product that's live. separate from Free Talk Live. Yeah. Uh, the news product airs during the, uh, the you know the top of the hour, so you don't hear it if you're listening to the podcast. If you listen uh, to our podcast, that is cut out. But if you're listening live, you will hear. You used to hear an old uh, mainstream media news source, and I've replaced it now with folks from Freedoms Phoenix who are putting together a weekly podcast, a five-minute basically news podcast out of uh, Freedoms Phoenix, and they're doing a great job. It's actually they're teamed up with CopBlock.org, and it's all about bad cops. And it's fantastic. Unfortunately, it's still once a week. It's an early – we're early on in this development. I mean ideally we would hopefully have news at least once a day sooner sure. rather than later. Lots of people have complaints about uh, you know major, major news organizations. And if you're going to have news, you're going to pretty much have a major news organization. Um, and you know we've tried to – we don't like it any more than anybody else does. But you don't see any of those people that are complaining doing anything about it. Well, people have stepped, uh, stepped up now, and I'm hoping to, uh, to put together a, 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 essentially a department, a news department for LRN.FM here in New Hampshire. So we're working on that. But in the meantime, enjoy the, uh, the news over at news.lrn.fm. There's a podcast there you can subscribe to to get the cop block, uh, the weekly cop block news, which I think they've done a great job with so far. So, oh, speaking of the news, we've been talking about what's been going on over in the UK with huge protests happening outside of the Tory headquarters. We covered the the main portion of uh, one of the Daily Mail articles about it, which was that there are anarchists here. And the anarchists just, just doing what they normally do, destroying storefront windows, or in this case, the uh, windows of the Tory headquarters. They're destroying things, lighting fires, uh, whipping up the crowd into a frenzy. And, I'm afraid uh, that's what people think when they hear the term anarchist. Yeah, and, and if you're going to use that term for yourself, uh, it's, it's not going to go well. I've used it just to see what, it was, see what the reaction was among people, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good. particularly good. Not yeah. good. But voluntarist, or some, some other term, I'm not saying voluntarist is the best, it's just what I think is the best. Uh, voluntarist doesn't have preconceived notions. It allows you to be asked a question. What's that? 
because people don't know. Right. Well, that's the reason that people um, will often say that they use the term anarchist is so that people they can start conversation. But it doesn't always Seems do to that. Finish it conversation. Sounds like a, a bad way to start a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's start uh, you know in the hole rather than on level ground. Well, I consider myself a rapist. No, no, don't. Uh, it's not <laughs> what you think. Right. I mean, you know, whatever whatever it is that you think about that word, other people think other things about it. Yeah. So uh, so there's that aspect of all this, and then there's actually the aspect of the issue as to why it is 52,000 people of uh, college age were in the streets of London. And according to The Guardian over in the UK, uh, tens of thousands of students took to the streets in a demonstration that spiraled out of control when a fringe group of protesters, uh, now to their credit, they actually didn't use the term anarchist in the first paragraph of the story, hurled missiles at police and occupied the building housing Conservative Party headquarters. Tonight, both ministers and protesters acknowledged that the demonstration, by far the largest and most dramatic yet in response to the government's austerity measures, was just the beginning of public anger over cuts. Police, meanwhile... You were- know, it's interesting um, that they use this, uh, you know, that, that that Frank had called in and talked about how the, the agents provocateur often are, you know, the cause here, that it's actually the police dressed up as people and there we've read so many articles like this at some point in the, in the show's history and then we come back six weeks uh, several months later we read another article that says essentially oh yeah they found out that was cops so yep. it's likely that that's what we're going to find out here yeah maybe maybe, maybe. you don't know i mean you got a guy in a hood and a, a mask over his face he slips back into the crowd you'll never find out who he was right so police, meanwhile, but many of the G20 things they have found out that, that in fact it is uh, police officers. They were criticized, by the way, the police for failing to anticipate the scale of the disorder. An estimated 52,000 people, according to the National Union of Students, marched through central London to display their anger over government plans to increase tuition fees while cutting state funding for university teaching. A wing of the protest turned violent as around 200 people stormed the central London building that is the home to Tory HQ. We already told you about that. Uh, but essentially the issue here is the largely good-natured protest was organized by the NUS, which I don't know what that stands for, National Union of Students. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Something like that. The, uh, so, and the union and the UCU have attacked coalition plans to raise the tuition fees as high as £9,000 while making 40% cuts to university teaching budgets. The higher fees will be introduced for undergraduates starting in 2012. And if you look at the pictures of this uh, group of protesters, they're holding signs that are essentially, in fact, one of them actually says socialist worker on the top of it, socialist workers party. Uh, F asterisk asterisk. Now, this is how the sign is written. F asterisk asterisk K fees, free education now. Other signs say free education, students union. Uh, So basically, this is essentially the entitlement mentality and where it leads. People have been told that they deserve a free education. Right. You have the right to a free education. You have the right to an education. And if you have Sounds the right like to an idea. education and somebody's taking it away from you through higher fees, then of course you're going to be outraged. Someone's stealing from you. The problem is is that you don't really have a right to an education. Well, when you're raised to uh, be taught that if you can uh, convince 51% of the population uh, to agree with you, then you are entitled to anything. Yeah. Well, that, that would be a pure democracy. But in the representative democracies that uh, exist in Britain and the United States, in fact, you don't even have to do such a thing. You only have to get the guy who's a, a majority of the people who happen to be elected to represent to make deals in order to get what you want through. So, oh, well, if you get through this, I'll do that. Back scratching and log rolling the way that politics done the sausage making of politics the disgusting parts of it and the, you know teachers unions students unions whatever these these are p- incredibly powerful organizations 
as are the uh, millions of people on welfare and unemployment and Social Security that also get to vote themselves um, more benefits. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I think we are in such a big uh, economic problem here. Labor Party's deputy leader, Harriet well, Harman... having the military-industrial complex own the politicians doesn't hurt either. ...said the rise in fees was not part of the effort to tackle the deficit, but about Clegg going along with the Tory plans to shove the cost of higher education onto students and their families. Well, wait a minute. Who's paying taxes in the U.K.? Where do they think the money comes from to pay for these educations? Do they think that the teachers, the money just grows on trees to pay those people and to pay the janitors and all the other people that are involved in administrating these schools? Where, where do they think the money comes from? You're already paying for the schools through whatever kind of taxes they are levying over there, property taxes or, or sales taxes. I'm not sure how it exactly... Uh, I know they have a VAT tax. Yeah, the VAT. Was it 20% or something like that? That's where you pay 20% at every step along through the processing of uh, purchasing materials to make things. Yes. And sell things at a wholesale level. 1-800-259-9231. So it's the entitlement mentality. These young people believe they deserve this free education. They're willing to uh, make a big stink over it. In some cases, get violent about it. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, tell your stories, and take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your call if you'll make it now. 1-800-259-9231. As always, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. We're talking about the entitlement mentality. And uh, these folks over in Great Britain, about 52,000 students hitting the streets or college-age people and protesting because uh, fees are being raised. And they believe they should have a right to a free education. We'll get back into that here in a moment, uh, but want to make sure I tell you about the next 1,000 pledge. We uh, started talking about the Free State Project last uh, the last segment. We never really finished it up. Uh, freestateproject.org. You go there. You get signed up. You join up with uh, this, this movement full of liberty-minded people who are coming here to New Hampshire in order to get active. Uh, in order to achieve the uh, the ideal of liberty in our lifetime, or get as darn close to it as we possibly can, over ten thousand five about ten thousand five hundred people have signed up so far. We want to reach twenty thousand, but people have already started making the move. They're not waiting until we reach twenty thousand. They're getting here as soon as they possibly can. Uh, Mark, you and I came here about four years ago. Nick's been here almost his whole life. And a lot of the hosts that you'll hear on Free Talk Live are Free State Project participants. They're people who picked up their lives and have made the move to New Hampshire in order to uh, to get active. So go to freestateproject.org to get signed up. And once you've done so, if you can get here before the end of 2011, you want to be part of the Next 1000 pledge. Go to pledgebank.com slash next1000 to get signed up for that. And that essentially kind of – the purpose of the uh, the Next 1000 pledge is to – to bring people in, to kind of duplicate the first 1,000, which was a, a bunch of people pledging that I will absolutely be to New Hampshire by sooner. Yeah. a certain date. And so the next 1,000 is to encourage other people to see see if you can move up your plans. If you're going to make it in 2012, see if you can get here in 2011 and get get here sooner rather than later. But the first, the pre-state project really is just a pledge to move once 20,000 other people have pledged to move. So it's it's really the safe bets, uh, freestateproject.org. But not everybody is a fan of the Free State Project, and uh, Ryder is in here tonight as a, a Christian man, and we've actually oh, had... Uh, Why we, do you do that? Well, the final segment, we almost made it. It's rare that we, you know, well, up until recently, it's been rare that we've had Christian hosts on this show. Mark, you say that Wayne is a Christian, but he's not... 
I guess, an out and out. That's because Christian. you haven't identified him as that and just outed him on the air. What, I mean, the, the way that you do this with Michelle and Nick is just disgusting. Oh, why is it disgusting? There's a reason I brought it up. You don't have to defend me. I, I don't have any. What's disgusting about it? Nothing you just did was, was wrong. Christians aren't offended by being called Christians. Right. Any, nobody likes to be singled out. Just because out you're disgusted by the term Christian, Mark, doesn't mean that uh, Christians are disgusted. Look, it's, it's what he's a Christian. I mean, he's the Christian on the show. All right. What tonight. point do you have? Well, my point is that not everybody likes the Free State Project, and there's a guy named Christian Anarchist. He used to call the show uh, quite often Gene the Christian Anarchist, who has responded. No, Gene's fine with the Free State Project. He no, just he's doesn't not. like you. No, no, no he's, no, right. he's, got he's a turned on the Free State Project because of the way he feels you've treated him. Well, that's the issue. no, that's not it. He was fine. Why don't he you came up, put some words he in He was his ready mouth, to Mark. come up. To the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. I'll read his post if you'd like to read no, I've got it. Right where here in he front was of me. talking was about how he it. was going to come to New Hampshire and uh-huh. take a look around until Ian tra- sure. started treating him badly. Sure. That's what he said. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, what he considers treating him badly is not taking his phone call first before everybody else. Uh, agreed that he. he so may he's have... got a chip on his shoulder. And anyway, the reason I wanted to bring this up was I wanted to see what another Christian uh, has to say about his accusations towards the movement here. Since you've been, you know, friends with a lot of free staters, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So here's what he says: The question is being asked on the Ron Paul forums. Why aren't we all members of the Free State Project? And here's his answer: I've known Ian for six years now. Well, he doesn't really know me. He's been a caller on the show, and I signed up for the Free State Project about that time. I've since decided that although it's a good idea, it will not work. I've spent a great deal of those six years. It's listening. already worked, by the way. I mean, to me, it seems like the things that I expected and hoped to see uh, have happened at this point. I spent a great deal of those six years listening to Free Talk Live and calling the show and posting on his bulletin board system, which is our forum. And I have to say that it's hard to find a meaner bunch of people than those associated with Free Talk when it comes to one having a belief in a creator. In the entire six years, I called about liberty issues and even nurtured Ian along on his path to liberty. Many of the very arguments he makes daily now, I presented to him on his show. I certainly do not claim 100% of the credit, as many other liberty-minded people also called him and helped him along the path to liberty. But I'd say that he was uh, early on uh, you know, uh, p- making those pitches. Yet he still does not get something very basic to the success of the liberty movement. You need a big tent! There's no way 10,000 people will ever make a difference in this big land we call the USA. That's why we're focusing on New Hampshire. We're not trying to focus 10,000 people on the entire country. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, e- uh, even a million will make no difference. You must, ex- you must not exclude those who are close to understanding liberty. Ian is very good at being a divider. He will accept your call to his show, but if you do not accept his idea of what a liberty-minded person is, he will shut you down. I no longer listen to his show or call in anymore because he decided that I was not good enough for his show. And rather than have the balls to tell me so, he would put me on hold for one to two hours until the end of the show. Those in his circle and those on his BBS will spew hatred toward any who have a belief in the creator, but they will accept with open arms any kind of fringe behavior. You can see what I put up with for six years on his BBS with my thread, Christian Anarchy, is the only sensible answer. I always presented my arguments in a civil tone and was frequently met with hostile tones and spamming tactics like posting porn in my thread. Which, by the way, when you get onto the uh, Free Talk Live bulletin board system, you are warned right off the, uh, right off the gate that you will likely encounter objectionable content. That doesn't mean it's not rude to post in someone else's thread, though. Certainly, but it's a, a virtually unmoderated place where and to, to, that's to, to be expected. I think it's unfair. I would agree uh, that the, uh, the the folks in the BBS have been less than uh, nice to Gene, but, you know, he's been recalcitrant with them, too. But the people in the BBS are the people in the BBS, and they aren't Free Talk Live in any way, shape, or form. I mean... 
have Ian and I been mean to, to Gene on the uh, well? Apparently, by putting him on hold, uh, he thinks I I don't like him or something. Well, like that. yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but one of the one of the issues that he doesn't want to look at, um, it just doesn't want to look at, is that it's difficult to take the same callers over and over. What it does is it diminishes the size and the value of the radio. You program. sound small time. Yeah, if you take the same guy over and over, there's a, there is one uh, distinct. Uh, example to the contrary, which is this guy Maury who calls in on the Sean Hannity show, and he usually gets in on the uh, that that last segment where they you, you know, listen run to that people show? through. I have listened to it in wow. the past, um, and I, I listen to the competition. I want to be better at my job. Um, so anyway, this guy will call in. He'll go, Maury, and he, he greets the guy like cheers or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's it. You, uh, if if you're a small show, Sean Hannity is the second largest show in the nation. He can get away with some stuff like that. If you're a small show and you take the same guy over and over again every yeah. night, or and he doesn't call in every night, but even every week on the, the, the he called G- often enough to be known, right? Yeah, it was uh, and, what you would call a chronic in the industry. I mean, he yeah. was just on the fringe of being a chronic, but a chronic. I explained uh, this to him, and it wasn't good enough. You know, I explained to him that look, on a Saturday night when we've got a bunch of phone calls coming in from new people voices we've never heard before because we're on saturday nights we're on a whole bunch of radio stations and so there's all kinds of new people that are calling the show then i want to take those calls first my listeners have not heard those people's opinions before they know what gene the christian anarchist is going to say and it's not to say there's anything wrong with hearing from the same people sometimes people like hearing from the same folks it's like playing the same song on the the radio that people really enjoy uh, so it's not a terrible thing, but I have my preferences as far as how I take phone calls on the show. And if you don't like it, well, too bad. And he doesn't like it, so now he's have, having himself a little tissy fit. But the the point I wanted to ask you about, Nick, as somebody who's been involved with the uh, the you know the Free State Project participants, is is he says that, and I say all this to say this: many of the liberty activists, with quotes around that, who seem to be associated with the Free State Project are rabidly anti-Christian. So have you had that feeling uh, in your interactions with uh, the activists up here? I would have to say he's right. Um, people will, if they don't know, especially if they don't know you, they will attack your Christianity or your beliefs. People who have gotten to know me tend to respect me and my beliefs. And I'm one of those people that I let a lot of things roll off my back. Not a lot offends me. And I have a kind of a, an off sense of humor. So a lot of the things I even find funny, um, the attacks, but I, I can see definitely where he's coming from. So you're saying they're, they're, they're attacking Christianity. Maybe while you're around, they didn't know you're a Christian. Is that what you're saying? Um, it's hard to give specific examples because I don't remember them. Well, if you claim to be a socialist um, in in this group, do you think that people would make jabs about socialism? Probably. Okay. So that's what it's like. But you've also got people people like Michelle. People that claim to be Christians will often, I understand you want to make it a big, you want to claim that that's true, but it's not, dude. There are many, many people who are analytic thinkers that just can't handle the ideas. What do you think the breakdown is of Free State Project participants as far as religious versus non I don't live in the Free State Project. I live in Keene, New Hampshire, okay? Yeah, but you know a lot of people. Many of them are anti Christians, including myself. I mean, you know, I, I don't see how anybody could look at my views and call me anything. Thing, but I try to focus on Christians that I call Pharisees, people that are, uh, uh, you know, liars about the way that they they do their their religion, and especially people that uh, essentially threaten people with hell uh, over their behavior. But I can definitely see how people hear what I have to say and call it anti-Christian. The, the other issue in play here is the Free State Project is full of a lot of um, what some would call as debatitarians, which love to just um, pull out points and, and attack other people and. When you don't agree with Christianity or or whatever it is, um, I think the free state people will be more likely to discuss it in a in a hostile tone, possibly. 
Well, we kind of got sidetracked from the discussion about the, uh, the no, kids. No, it was a Christian on Christian Cage match you wanted. You didn't get it because uh, uh, Nick agrees with Gene. I, yeah, I somewhat Ian agree loses. with him, but I respect the people He's in the Free State Project, too. So. <laughs> Ian's going down! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! All right, we'll see you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. <laughs> Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. I'm often asked by my clients about superfruits, those exotic fruits that are dynamos of nutrition that everyone is talking about these days. One of the best of these miraculous fruits that is getting a lot of attention and notoriety is called acai, which is known as the beauty berry. The acai berry naturally contains omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids, protein, and how many fruits can say they contain protein? Acai also contains fiber, anthocyanins, and a host of other very powerful nutrients. It is truly worthy of the title of a superfruit. Because acai berries are impossible to obtain at your local grocery store, Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains this wonderful superfruit and a host of other nutrients in a healthy, delicious juice. It's called acai berry juice, and it provides all the benefits of the acai berry in every 8-ounce serving. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice, and you'll be getting everything you need for a healthy body. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.